0: Hello and welcome to Planetary Overload. My name is AJ Heyer. And I'm Cole Hughes. This is a bi-weekly podcast where we introduce to you new hobbies. Think of us like a starting point or a of where to start make sure to send this to your friends if you already take part in this hobby and want to share it what are we doing today
1: we are doing trading card games
0: tcgs as defined by wikipedia which is quoted by the book by jane frank role-playing games and collectible card game artist a biographer whoo this is a this is a doozy of a name a bio a biographical dictionary a, a collectible card game ccg Also called a trading card game, TCG, which we will be referring to it as TCG for the rest of this show, is a strategy card game created in 1991 and consists of specifically designed sets of playing cards. These cards use proprietary artwork or images to embellish the card. CCGs may depict anything from fantasy or science fiction genres, horror themes, cartoons, or even sports. Game text is also on the card and is used to interact with the other cards in a strategic fashion. Games are commonly played between two players, though multiplayer formats are also common. Players may also use dice, counters, card sleeves, or playmats to complement their gameplay. CCGs can be played with or collected, and often both. Generally, a CCG is initially played using a starter deck. This deck may be modified by adding cards from a booster pack, which contain around 8 to 15 random cards. As a player obtains more cards, they may create new decks from scratch. When enough players have been established, tournaments are formed to compete for prizes. That is a doozy of a description. That is a large description. So... Just to kind of digest that a bit, it is a strategy card game, not unlike your playing card games, where you collect different cards, though, that have different rules text on them. Right. And we'll kind of get into that a little bit now. I was going to say later, but now each TCG follows a fundamental set of rules, which is further manipulated by the text on the card. So to digest that a little bit more, it is a form of collecting collectible cards that have rules that is then manipulated by the cards themselves.
1: Right. And each set of cards or card game that you have will have a different way to play it.
0: And for the most part it generally follows this same set of phases, but they can change depending on that. And we would explain the phases, but that kind of gets out of the scope of the show. And it's really complicated sometimes, right. TCGs tend to be one of the more complicated things out there, depending on the game. I mean, there are easier games uh, and there are harder games where fun fact, Magic the Gathering, which is a TCG, is Turing Complete, a Turing machine, which was back in the early twentieth century, is a precursor to the computer. Mm-hmm. So what a Turing machine could do is it could on a tape, on a tape, could change a variable. So there are enough cards in Magic the Gathering that you can change variables and almost do math using Magic the Gathering. That's incredible. And I'm, I'm dead serious. There is a video on YouTube uh, that you can search. Just search up Magic the Gathering. is Turing complete. And it is a wonderful science experiment. <laughs> so if you're bored and you really want to learn something new today... There's your, your fun fact of the day. So, uh, tell us a little bit more about TCGs.
1: This is a very wide-ranging hobby. Um, much like RPGs, there are so very many t- uh, trading card games, collectible card games. Like we mentioned before, it's really focused on fantasy and... Um, s- some science fiction horror themes cartoons i know a lot of our more popular trading card games like pokemon and Oh actually have cartoons associated with them
0: right uh there's a lot of like emphasis on franchise card games yes so like magic the gathering was based off of dungeons and dragons pokemon card games were based off of the pokemon games at the time including the anime and then yugioh the uh, the anime was based off of the card game Mm-hmm. So fun fact, the Yu-Gi-Oh anime totally breaks all the rules of the card game. Does it really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and another really popular current uh TCG is Dragon Ball, which is a very uh Japanese form of TCG.
1: Yeah, I didn't actually know until we started researching it this that Dragon Ball no, a, a trading card game. Yeah.
0: It's it's very popular. It's it's one of the bigger ones right now. Trading card games have these I, these like three pillars of trading card games, which is Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm-hmm. And then there's ones that kind of flow and then disappear throughout time. Right. Obviously, if you're looking to get into this, uh, there will be some card games that come in and might stick. You never know. Like... But the ones that have stood the test of time right now are Magic: Gathering, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh, and they obviously change in popularity over time. But they're all based off the same ideas. So, right. There's also online games, Hearthstone, like Hearthstone, Magic: The Gathering Arena, Gwent, Artifact, and then Legends of Rutera is a new online based off of a popular game, League of Legends. Next up, we're gonna move over to our supernova facts. Facts. Ooh, sh- facts. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Cole take over for this.
1: Regular card games have been around for a very long time. Uh, playing card games were invented by the Chinese before uh, 1000 AD. Wow. And they reached Europe around 1360, not directly from China, but from um,
0: the Mamluk. The Mamluk empire of egypt i didn't i don't know what that is i j- we got this from the guardian
1: okay all right and some of the first collectible card games were actually based around baseball and at first it really began just as collecting the players of the game
0: right there was no like i i put down my uh bar- babe ruth against right. your <laughs>
1: It was no nev- it wasn't this huge thing where there was any sort of strategy to the game. It was really basically having, okay, I have all of these guys, and they're my team. what who do you have on your team? And then there
0: was no rules. you didn't like face them. It was just like a collecting thing,
1: right. It was just collecting like, oh, my player has more runs than you or something like that.
0: Mine's more rare. Right. Mine has a misprint. <laughs> very big thing in the trading card cl- uh, community or. Not a big thing, but like a a large sector of the people will collect misprints.
1: Right. And that's where your collecting gets a bit more expensive is when you get to those rarities.
0: Different rare things.
1: I think there are definitely two types of people who go into like collecting, uh, specifically collecting uh, card games, is the people who want to play it and the people who just want to have that. Known that they have a super rare card.
0: Yeah, um, I, me to break the ice. Me and Cole are very avid gar, card game players. Mm. Uh, as a as a fact, we will not have an interview today. We are the interview because we are Woo. the experts. Woot woot! But as I was saying, uh, at our LGS, our local game store, which we'll be talking more about later on when we talk about where to do this. I I know so, some people who just come in. They buy cards, they they fill up their decks, uh, their uh, binders, and they say, well, I'm done here. That's all they wanted.
1: I don't think I could do that. I am personally one of those game players. Mm-hmm. I just really like the competition aspect of it. And getting those new cards and getting to know those cards in your new deck. Right. It's really fun to There's me.
0: something about it that's just like, not only the look, and then suddenly, oh, it's powerful, too. <laughs> yes.
1: And whenever you draw one or you, like, see your hand, you're like, yes, this card will get me somewhere.
0: I mean, yeah, it is ridiculously fun. Uh, I personally play Magic the Gathering. You, I know you play Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So uh we kinda have a little bit of a duality there. We're missing a Yu-Gi-Oh! player. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't Yu-Gi-Oh! Th- I'm sorry. But uh I have dabbled in a little bit of the online card gaming uh gaming atmosphere, so that's fun too. Now back to the sort of the roots of card uh trading card games, a definition from Board Game Geek, um, which is One of the first ever baseball card games. It was never published, but Mm -hmm. I'll let Cole talk about that a little bit more.
1: The baseball card game designed by Allegheny Card Company is an unpublished prototype box card game. The prototype contained 112 cards featuring 104 players with an additional eight team ball counter cards. There is exactly one original copy of this game discovered in 19... the 1980s, and it has since had the cars auctioned, uh, cards, excuse me, auctioned separately by Lou Lipset in April of 2000. There seemed to have been a set of rules found with the prototype, but what became of them after the components were split up is unknown. The game was registered on April 5th, 1904, but it was never published.
0: So potentially, one of the first ever trading card games, just never published. Because it seems like they had a rule set, potentially.
1: Yeah, it does seem that way. I think that's interesting in the reflection of how trading cards are nowadays, trading card games specifically, is because there are some that hit and then some that completely miss.
0: (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha Hey, better better. Yeah. So, uh, this kind of, we kind of move from this, ancient times to the early 19th century uh, 19th century to the early 20th century to uh, the 1990s where before before this time RPGs were kind of been sweeping that geeky subculture market
1: oh yeah RPGs started to really build what I feel like all the hidden nerds were really looking for (laughs) was a place to really get a community going and just use your imagination and I think trading cards games kind of leaped off of RPGs.
0: Right. So uh, Richard Garfield, which you might recognize this name, is one of the biggest names in modern board gaming and card gaming, was attempting to design a game called Robo Rally. When pitching this to the Wizards of the Coast, they told him that they didn't have the money to develop it and that he would need to make the game. He would need to make a game to raise funds for this game. He then created, in a college chemistry lab, the first ever TCG, Magic. And w- when I say first ever TCG, I mean the first ever published trading card game. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it it sold. Like it was hard to find any alpha or beta sets. Uh they would fly off of the, the shelf. So you
1: could almost say it was a home run. <laughs> <laughs>
0: stop
1: <laughs> <laughs> i have to i have to <laughs> i have to be the one that makes those jokes
0: oh my gosh <laughs> but uh, you could actually find some of the uh pictures of the original cards he they would uh they would physically write out like with pencil and paper and made little squares and and would play the game with them which interesting they still do that to this date where when they're designing new cards they have like templates but they write them out in pen and paper and then they play with them with the, the game designers and they're like, "Eh, that's a bit too strong or what is this? This is this is bad. Get it out of here."
1: <laughs> Soon after this TCG made it and was published and grew uh, a huge wave of TCGs hit the market. Most notably was were games like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, and many other card games based off popular shows and franchises.
0: And there were a lot of, like she just said, a lot of uh, games that were published specifically right after, but uh, a lot of them kind of hit and missed. Funny enough, uh, Steve Jackson developed his Illuminati board game, uh, one of our prior interview guests, into a Illuminati card game, which was kind of popular for a small amount of time.
1: That seems like it would have been, yeah. But again, like we said, there's really only those three pillars that have really stayed true to the TCG kind of realm.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's
1: it's really Pokemon, Magic, and Yu Gi Oh. And everything for some just, reason,
0: everything's just a copy of Magic. To be honest. And then Magic's just a copy of baseball cards, and then baseball cards are just a copy of old Chinese playing card games. Right, it's just updated through the years. (laughs) As time moved on, some have stood the test of time, and some have fallen into obscurity, which a lot of them have. Let's be honest, a lot of them have. Mm -hmm. And today, we see a very, very large resurgence of popularity in TCGs.
1: I think that probably has something to do with, again, going back to our RPG episode.
0: Which, by the way, at this point, we should just say...
1: As related to back to the RPG episode, we've had a lot of popular resurgence um, in television and streaming certain series. I think that has really brought up the nerds in everyone, (laughs) the the curiosity and imagination. So it's not surprising that TCGs have started to come back.
0: It's not surprising, especially when you take into uh, account the popularity of video game TCGs, which are also called ECGs, electronic card games, Um, especially stuff like Hearthstone, which is very popular with streaming, which I think we can't downplay that the resurgence in this hobby in particular is from streaming, I would say. I mean, even paper card magic still gets hundreds of thousands of views. On Twitch, when they do their really big mm-hmm. uh, player tours, which is just professional card playing. Yes, you can professionally play these th- these games.
1: Oh man, that would be something, wouldn't it?
0: That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Why you can't know, I have that as a job? <laughs> you only think it's stupid because you ain't being paid for it. You right know, now. and then I'd say it's amazing, but you know what? Can I do? What can I do? I can just keep making my commander decks and hoping that one day it becomes a viable job. <laughs> It's not going to happen, as an audience? Nah. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> Probably going to be a miss.
0: <sighs> well, that's okay, because TCGs sell randomized packs of cards, mostly known as a pack or booster packs. Uh, these typically, as I think this was mentioned before in the explanation of what a TCG was, but you buy these packs, and they have 8 to 15 cards in them, and they're randomized. So that's where you get your rarities of, like, Common, uncommon, rare, super rare, and then all the Japanese ones are just like SS rare. (laughs) And then unless or if you're looking at Pokemon like evolved rare. Yes. Or um this they're all just different varieties of the word rare. So funny enough, some are more rare than others. (laughs) This is very true. How it used to be back in the day was a rare was what it was. Rare. It was like there's common cards and then there was rare cards. But As we kind of had this, uh, I'm going to use a term called power creep. Okay. We we try to make things feel more rare. (laughs) Yes,
1: it's a marketing tactic, I would definitely say.
0: Yeah, the marketing tactic has changed. But uh, that's the idea of when you open these packs, you have rare cards and common cards. So uh, can you tell us about the different ways that you can play uh, any TCG?
1: All right, so there are... All right, and like we said before, there are many different ways to play. Just to list a few, there's Draft, which you receive uh, multiple packs of cards, and you create your own deck from there. And then there's Already Constructed, which of course is what I just said, is uh, pre-made or pre-constructed decks that you can play with automatically. And then there's Historic, where every card is usable. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: And then Standard, where there's only the newer cards are available to be used.
0: Right, and within that, you're going to have different TCGs, we'll call them different things, but there it will be a kind of a development of that. Because they have to keep selling cards. Right. So they have sets that build on stuff, and then they have historic, or whatever you want to call it in your TCG, where every card is playable. The thing about TCGs is that you can have your your... You can play your cards in the formats that are older, mm-hmm. and then you can play what is mostly called standard sets, which are what is the newest set plus back a few, and then the older cards. Like every time a new set, your every time a new set comes out, your oldest set kind of rotates out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it keeps trucking along, which it can make it kind of expensive to keep up with the newest stuff. But if you keep playing with your old cards, they're still going to be the term is legal, which just means they're able to be played in a competitive format it can be kind of expensive to keep up with standard cards yes because they're constantly rotating and you need to constantly be you need to constantly be buying new cards
1: right and that can be yeah, the... a little
0: bit a little bit costly yes which we'll talk more about in our rocket fuel section but Go continue.
1: Um, some cards do get banned specifically because they're too strong or they...
0: Like, these would make these cards illegal in competitive format. And I keep on saying this word competitive. What that basically means, if you were to go to a tournament at your LGS, mm-hmm. you were going to go to a bigger tournament with other people, you need to follow the legal out, the legalese of the right. TCG. If you
1: have a group of friends that you just they're completely fine with you playing that banned card then alright yeah, it is what it is but well, in a competitive setting like you said before when you go to a game store they're going to have all these rules set out for you
0: or you know you can just kind of talk about talk other people into saying I'm going to play with my banned cards but then they'll play with their banned cards and then it's a then it's a fun trip
1: That that's where it gets really hard because usually those cards are banned for a reason <laughs>
0: So we're kind of moving into our notes section now. We're going to move into our notes section. So, my thoughts on cards. I love cards. The smell of the ink. So much fun. The excitement of opening a new pack. The excitement of delving into a new deck that you've just form- y- you've calculated into the, it makes you feel like an anime character.
1: It it does. I mean, you're sitting there and you're like, yes, I have this strategic plan going on, and I will beat you. <laughs> yes, you you have the anime fist going
0: on, like yes. <laughs> or uh, strategically pushes up glasses. Oh right. <laughs> there's a there's just a there's just a certain kind of joy and not only playing but collecting as well i feel the every every card that i have seen in every tcg has i mean some more than others and it can be aesthetic so that's subjective but right beautifully crafted art
1: oh definitely i think in the gaming world specifically there's just so much imagination and creativity and getting new cards is so exciting because you never know what's going to be in there for one or if you get one of those randomized packs and do
0: you want a steampunk dragon I know I want a steampunk dragon Heck his yeah. name is Niv Mizzet <laughs> from Magic the Gathering <laughs>
1: but you, you wouldn't know and you'd open it and there it is and it's beautiful and crazy at the same time
0: so much creativity and then so much greed depending on some of the companies and the way that they run it sometimes yes that, that is one of the drawbacks i would say within within tcgs is you'll kind of get this feeling of i feel like they're just going after my money right now and not for like the joy of it
1: right i'd say for people getting into this hobby it's it is a lot about joy um and the enjoyment of either playing the game or just seeing the new artwork but it it can be a drawback if you're a little bit more corporate conscious i guess i would say
0: yeah because if you're looking at like i fun thing about tcgs too which i was i want to get into when we talk about money but there is whole secondary markets devoted to this mm-hmm. so we're we're talking about you obviously when you get a card you can sell it back right so there there's like people who literally spend their time flipping magic cards like it's real estate
1: that's it. that's a little crazy to me
0: yeah it, it is a bit, like, these cards have worth to people. They which, do. Which is...
1: It has a lot to do with rarity and also, um, what, what am I looking for? Sentimental value.
0: Sentimental value and power level, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, power level is a term that's used for the, how strong a card is. So, if a card has is very strong and does something... How much
1: their attacks are worth
0: their attacks are worth uh what they do like their effects or it's generally an effect or uh something like that where like we take i'm gonna pull up on the computer speaking of prices one of the most powerful cards in magic and one of the most nostalgic cards is called the black lotus yes much like the car the black lotus Hmm. it is literally a lotus that is black and its effect is crazy, but to get you an idea of the cost of this, oh, the cost of this card, the last one sold on eBay, and I have it right in front of me, $166,100.
1: That's an insane amount
0: of money. <laughs> that is ridiculous amount of money.
1: I mean, all this to say, it it's really important to people.
0: It's true. So, and when it comes to prices like that, it comes down to these two companies that uh, grade cards. And mm-hmm. by grading, they they go in and they say, oh, this this is too scuffed. Like the back someone, the art is faded. It got printed wrong. Or they kind of look at all that stuff and they give it a grade at one out of 10. And in the card grading world, this is the PSA and the BGS. And these, uh, they... They grade cards like baseball cards, uh, magic cards. I believe there's another one for baseball cards, but I do not have that currently in my notes. Um, and uh, the obviously, the higher the grade, the more, the more expes- expensive. The more mm-hmm. expensive it is. And specifically, for some reason, within uh, the TCG world, it's the older cards that get graded, not the newer cards. Hmm. I think it's it has.
1: They haven't been around as long.
0: I think it's the fact that printing is so good. Nowadays, right. well back in the day you could have like oh it's off-centered or like mm-hmm. stuff like that specifically in spe- like you know Pokemon and Magic because those were older not 90s card games.
1: Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that I feel like this hobby can't be just a one-person hobby no i i mean yes you can have that um just that binder full of oh yes i have all of these cards which is which is great you can definitely do that but to not have someone to play with or to not have someone to show them to it, it's right. not as fun
0: and um we also have online ways of doing things The uh, computer games have really brought back these card games really it's 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 really due to these uh online card games that have brought back like magic pokemon uh Oh, people back to say i want to play these old card games that i used to play as a kid mm-hmm. because now they see, they see oh i can do this at work on my phone if i'm playing hearthstone or i can go uh, on my laptop and play some magic arena or stuff like that and then you think about it, it's like i could get these physically right it's so cool or you play pokemon and then you're like wait this was a card game <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah i'm i'm throwing out that shade jam <laughs> um but i i i would agree to an extent with that that uh you could you could there are some aspects which people do all the time for collecting purposes uh the financial purposes uh mm-hmm. art stuff like that but i mean if you just if you like playing games if you like if you like imagine it imagination and thinking that you're a wizard throwing lightning or you're someone throwing out a mythical creature from a weird ball <laughs> or you're summoning demons from the deep i'm sure that's the plot of yugioh <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not but I, just that creativity it 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 helps to have other people that community aspect yeah. is so awesome about this copy
1: and then we can move straight into uh how where you find these card games amazon (laughs) i was gonna go to local game stores because you mentioned community but
0: amazon Amazon, i've been paid 15 dollars to say amazon
1: (laughs) no he hasn't been paid actually this is not sponsored (laughs) we
0: are not sponsored but amazon call me oh my
1: god (laughs) Yeah, so local game stores, you can always find um, some really great games there. RPGs, like we mentioned in a previous podcast.
0: Which you should go download.
1: Definitely do that. It's fun. But they will also let you know what the most current TCGs are and the ones that already have games going on, you can join in. Or they'll have tournaments for you. That Those are really fun.
0: Or the ones where the company completely messed up and now they're dying because they overprinted or XYZ. Right. There's it, This is where you get your information from the card veterans.
1: Right. Right. And like I mentioned before, there are competitions that a lot of the times local game stores will um, host, but then there are festivals and of course there are Board game conventions, which of course, with the word "game" in it, you'll probably find trading Everything. card games or video games or anything you can possibly imagine regarding games.
0: It's it's boor- game not board game conventions can be a little bit more specific, but when you get into the idea of game conventions, it's literally hundreds of thousands of nerds coming together. Everything is on the table.
1: Oh yeah, and of course, all of the um, businesses that are trying to market to those individuals as well. Oh, yeah. That's where you get all your free goodie bag
0: stuff. Oh, the free goodies bag stuff. So good. Deck boxes, uh, promotional art, get your sign by your favorite artist. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. It's so good. The festivals, the competitions, and the conventions are all different. They typically kind of feature the same ideas. Get cool car promos, play in competition, win cool prizes, trade cards with others, meet artists and game designers, get new information on releases. Done. Yes. We've talked conv- about conventions so much. <laughs>
1: we, we have. It's, to be honest, it's just a group of people coming together about what they like.
0: Right? And then the people who are selling it to them being like, new stuff, and then they all cheer. Yes. Ah. ah insert cheering effect, AJ. <laughs> Please do it. Yes. This is getting awkward. Ah, oh, there it
1: is. Yay. There are also online games and online sellers. There are free online games like Hearthstone we mentioned before. Um, arena is that Magic: The Gathering Arena?
0: Magic colon The Gathering, the gathering. colon oh. The Arena. <laughs> and yes, it is free. You can technically free to play it. So that's cool. So you can buy stuff, but it's like it's like it's almost like uh, those um, those free to play. Uh, like much better design, but free to play uh, phone games mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I could get all the cards, but it's going to take me like five months of just playing every right, day. Right. Yeah. And of course we got apps like... Others, other online games would be Hearthstone, Legends of Runeterra, which just uh, released its beta and it's been very popular. So make sure to check out that and lots of other more popular ones.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, and I know Steam, which is a popular um gaming site thing uh, has its own trading card thing within it.
0: It's called Artifact mm-hmm. and it's awful. Uh, that yeah. that's a that's a subjective thing. I probably shouldn't be sharing my opinion on this, but <laughs> it's awful. And uh there was a uh, Elder Scrolls version uh online game which is now discontinued. The you could technically still go and play it, but they have they have discontinued development which means they won't be and this kind of goes into the whole thing of like i said these newer tcgs ecgs ccgs whatever you like to call them they will come and go like the tide mm-hmm. some might stick and they might become another pillar that becomes that n- another history like check in wikipedia <laughs> but yeah <laughs> for now it's it's mostly going to be in physical magic the Gathering. Yu Gi Oh! Pokemon, and then right now online, Hearthstone Mesh Gathering Arena.
1: Another online thing that I wanted to mention was. Of those three, I know two of them. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon have online card databases. So, you're if you're curious, like cards you have and how they interact with others, or if you're looking for newer cards, you can go in there and search specific energies and that and, sort of thing. And with Pokemon specifically, but
0: right. And I I actually played the Yu-Gi-Oh one, so where I learned to play Yu-Gi-Oh actually. Mm. But they they act more like programs than games. Mm-hmm. Like they act like. All oh, this is what this interaction does, and it, it, it's interesting. If it's you're a look-
1: good like informative type thing.
0: Yes, and I will go into specifically those ones when I get into budgeting. But uh, next up, we're gonna be talking about next up, we're gonna be talking about online sellers. Where can I buy cards online? Amazon.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, you can also get them at Walmart. I mean if you
0: most retailers
1: most retailers will have them the cbs walgreens
0: but most of the time it's only going to be your bigger most recognizable ones
1: mm-hmm. it's not going to be those small ones
0: but if you're looking for a place online to get those smaller ones there are plenty but the biggest one you're going to find is tcg player which literally has tcg in the in name, the name. <laughs> so uh google it <laughs> miniature market is also a pretty big online market and ebay actually surprisingly ebay is gonna be huge but that's again that's when we get into that secondary market a great way to receive specific cards that your store don't have so what i'm talking about this is this is where the secondary market comes into play there are cards that you cannot buy anymore or if you want to buy a pack it would be obscenely expensive to get that pack But I want one card. I'm not going to buy a pack for that card. So there is a market called the secondary market, which just means secondary as in not sold by the company that originally made it. Mm -hmm. They're sold by people who have the cars and now reselling them online. Uh, You can buy it from those resellers. This is a gray legal area uh, that is turned into a million dollar thing. There are people who are making millions off that like i said that black lotus that sold right. for one hundred thousand uh, dollars of one hundred sixty six thousand dollars that that was sold on the secondary market like it's technically wizards of the coast that owns that but
1: it's a, a reseller basically
0: so you can it's really normal to t- buy from other players to trade from other players let's move into our rocket fuel how much does it take to take a part of this and not as expensive as cards, but in the, and in, in a less practical way, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little bit expensive depending on how you want to do this.
1: Yeah, I would. Uh, we wrote something down here. We would say an easier starter pack would would range anywhere from ten to if you want to get a larger pack to around forty dollars is what I've
0: seen. Yeah, so these are like deck building. Um, kits they give you a bunch of cards to choose from and a lot of the times uh they can be sometimes less expensive sometimes more expensive uh mtg uh which is also known as magic the gathering uh most popular format commander which is just a different way to play when we talk about formats we Mm -hmm. were like we talked earlier it's just a different way to play uh they have decks for sale for that format for forty dollars and you're like wait that's ridiculous But you also have to realize that those decks are obscenely large. We're talking like a hundred cards. Right. Which, if you put sleeves on all of those, is like this big. So
1: big. (laughs) Which
0: I can't really show you, but imagine the the size of a hundred cards stacked on a top of each other.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you just want to buy randomized packs like we were talking about before, it can range from $5 to $10. But if you're really getting started, I would definitely recommend getting the higher buy-in at first mm-hmm. because you're going to get more for your money that way.
0: Yeah, and not only that, you can start playing. Right. So uh, we'll talk about our our final thought, which is, as always, our final buy-in, what we say, what it costs to get into this hobby at the bare minimum. We'll move on to cards can cost pennies to hundreds of dollars.
1: Yeah, they can be really expensive. I know we mentioned before like that Black Lotus card. Was uh,
0: ridiculous, but ridiculous. Imagine a Gen One Charizard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, <laughs> on just her face right now. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure a uh, uh, original blue eyes white dragon. And Yu Gi Oh. They they the, obviously these are like the crème de la crème for mm-hmm. cards. They're they're the most expensive rare cards, and that's why they cost so much. Right. But um. When we get down to it, you can buy like very viable cards for like a dollar, and then you can yeah. build up a deck for like under forty dollars. Drafts. So drafting is a specific version of playing. We explained what it was earlier. So, uh, but these can cost around fifteen dollars, and the reason being is that you're buy- you're buying the packs that you're playing with because you get to keep those cards that you choose. Right. And then uh, if you win. The draft, because it's a competition, you're drafting with other people to build decks to play against other people. Uh, You can get more uh, more booster packs, which can sometimes, you can make your money back within that. (laughs) Budgeting options. Right. Just like with anything, there's ways to cheese the system. Cheese. (laughs) Specifically, like always, just use a friend's.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I definitely, when I first got started, it was from a friend. My friend had a deck that she no longer wanted and just gave it to me. It was pretty bomb.
0: And some games even provide free starter decks. Like, they are bare minimum. Mm. Like, just enough cards to get you started. But You I'm won't sh- win. It just <laughs> won't happen. But um, it can give you, if you do like a starter, I've seen people do starter deck versus starter deck, especially mm-hmm. in Magic. And that's that can be fun because it's like my terrible deck versus your terrible deck, which one wins? <laughs> um, but you can also create budget decks at around forty dollars. And I was looking, I was looking at uh, different TCGs, and they generally the bottom, like can be anywhere from $20 to $40 to $80 Mm -hmm. which by the way keep in mind for competitive decks which means decks that would be viable at a competition as in you could potentially win (laughs) right (laughs) this is cheap because I've seen decks in many different card games that have costed upwards of $500 to $1000 ridiculous and they don't win (laughs) Oh gosh! I've seen a deck that costs six hundred dollars get beat by a co- a deck that costs forty dollars. It's just it doesn't matter. The price yeah. isn't the price isn't what matters. It's like who is better at the game
1: and the strategy behind the game with the cards you've
0: built. Which is I think what kind of deviates this from the RPGs because we've been kind of talking about RPG a lot mm-hmm. in this because it has that same creativity but. Here's where it deviates. In this, it's about the strategy.
1: Right. You really have to have a mind for it or learn the mind for what you should be doing, what card you should play now versus when you should hold it back and save it for later.
0: And then sometimes your card game could just potentially be a computer. Yep. (laughs) So to finish off our final thoughts, our initial buy-in for TCGs is $20 for a starter deck, Mm -hmm. $40 depending on the TCG you're in, and my final thought would be just play like a lot of these things. Just figure out what your friends are doing. Oh, yeah, totally.
1: And if you don't have any friends playing, (laughs) go to an online community or go to a local game store.
0: Yeah, I, I can't stress enough. Support your local game store. It is where you'll be able to find the community to get friends for one you can yes. do it i believe in you you introverted butterfly <laughs> come out of your cocoon go to an lgs and find some people to play with so any closing thoughts
1: just enjoy it truly i mean that's what hobbies are really about is learning new things and enjoying them and this is a hobby that can be of great
0: joy in your life and we'll call that episode a home run
1: Oh, my God. He did
0: it. I did it. He did it. (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: This has been the Tarleton Radio Network podcast with production from A.J. Heyer and Taylor Welch.
0: Find more great shows by searching Tarleton Radio Network wherever you get your podcasts.